0: The following podcast is a dear media production. Welcome to the Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Wait till I Hi, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of the Bad Broadcast. My name is Maddie. I am your host. I. I'm trying not to laugh at myself because I'm filming myself for the first time ever while I podcast because I wanted to do some like supplementary video content. But making eye contact with myself while I talk to myself is not great. It's not great. But we're just going to continue business as usual. First of all, thank you guys so much for all of your amazing ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. I so, so, so appreciate it. Those are really important. I know that every single podcast you've ever listened to in your whole entire existence has said, please subscribe, rate, and review. But it really does help because it gets you on charts. It gets more people listening to it. And it's just, it's wonderful. So thank you guys so much for doing that. I have had people ask if you can do ratings and reviews on Spotify. And I believe no. I believe not what why did that sentence sound wrong? i don't believe so is is this correct sentence i'm looking for, but thank you guys so much for trying, and I really appreciate it. I just feel like I'm at that point in the year where my brain is done. My brain has completed its journey it's no longer working it's melting. my body is sweating, my synapse is no longer firing. I never know what day of the week it is but we're getting through it. We are so close to the end of summer, guys. Just a few more weeks, and we're going to be in that delightful, crispy fall. Oh, I cannot even wait. Speaking of summer and hating summer, discount code for the website for any merch that you guys have been wanting. There are a few funny for a girl shirts, Dum Dum Club, Butter Love, and the discount code is Maddie Hates Summer. I thought of that, obviously. So M A D I hates summer summer. If you put that code in at checkout, it'll give you 20% off. We're clearing out the summer inventory because we're getting ready for some new stuff that I'm very, very, very excited about. That was an ad brought to you by me for me. (laughs) All right, let's start our love hates for the week. So this segment, if you are new, we start every episode off with love hate and it is three things I'm loving lately and three things I am hating. So, the first thing I'm loving this week, we started a new show. We started Succession. It's really popular. I've seen a lot of people posting about it because they just announced season 3. So, we started it when we were in Atlanta and we've kept watching it. It's good. It's really good. I'm not I wouldn't say I'm hooked, but I'm definitely invested and I will continue to watch it. I'm enjoying it. It's by the same director who did The Big Short and Vice, two movies that I that I really really like. So, We've we've liked it. We've enjoyed it. Uh, I have a really hard time starting new TV shows. I get TV recommendations all the time, and I don't know why. I just have a really really hard time starting new TV shows. I'm afraid that my my other TV shows, my comfort TV shows, will be mad at me if I cheat on them. Like I'm always worried that like the Good Place will be mad at me for starting shits Creek. I know. I know that so many of you are screaming at your headphones or your car, whatever my voice is coming out of right now, because you can't believe that I don't watch Shits Creek. I know. Everybody tells me to watch it. But you know what I hate? I hate when people are like, you need to give it nine episodes before you like it. I'm like, I don't have time. By I don't have time, I mean I don't want to. I want to watch something and enjoy it right away. I don't want to give it a few episodes. So I'm trying to do better at that. And we started with Succession. So I'll keep you guys posted on how it, on how it shakes out. All right. The second thing I love this week. I don't know how it happened, but I ended up on crossword puzzle TikTok. I believe her username is coffee and crosswords. She's this super bright content creator and she does the New York Times crossword puzzle. And then she goes through and talks about kind of like the language of crossword puzzles and why certain clues mean certain things and how to start getting into them. So me being the curious kitty that I am, I downloaded the app, started doing the crossword puzzles. I cheat. I for sure cheat. You know, I Google probably 40% of the answers. I also have like autocorrect on. So if I type a wrong letter, it tells me. So I'm by no means a crossword expert. But the other night I did crossword puzzles for four and a half hours. I don't mean to sound like a 55 year old divorced man with no hobbies, but that is basically what I am. I love crossword puzzles. I am who I am. All right. The last thing I loved this week is uh, The Parent Trap. I watched The Parent Trap. It's the 23rd anniversary of The Parent Trap. The only thing that will make you feel older than that is realizing that Meredith Blake is 26. Okay? It's two years younger than me. Two years younger than me. They really should have gone for 30. I don't know what the harm would have been in that. I guess maybe because I bet that Nick Parker and Elizabeth James are in their 30s because they only their kids are only 12. So I bet they... I bet they had a kid when they were like 25, 26. So that would mean that Nick Parker's 38. And they're probably, I'm just, I'm working this out as we go. Um, They probably wanted to make the age difference bigger because if a 30-year-old's dating like a 38-year-old, then who cares? It's upsetting nonetheless. Okay, she's a very successful woman with big hats and a rich boyfriend. So I'm proud of her. As a kid, I always hated her. But as an adult, I really respect her. I really respect Meredith Blake. Okay, and oh, those are all my loves. Those are all three of them. Now we're getting into our hates for the week. Okay, so the first thing that I hated: I hate when people post their babies' poop or blowouts, or throw-up or spit-up, or anything of that nature. I hate when people do it. I don't want to see it. I don't care. I don't think it's funny. I don't love your kid. I know that you don't find it gross because it's your baby's diarrhea but I'm trying to get, consume less diarrhea content. I don't need more of it. I don't find it endearing. And it actually really has earned people swift unfollows from me because like sometimes, sometimes people's kids get sick and they post like every day. They'll be like, can you believe this is baby Paisley's 18th blowout this week? And I'm like, well, I actually can because you showed me every single photo. Please stop. Please stop. Even like spit up. No. I can't even continue talking about it because it's hitting a gag reflex. All right. The second thing I hated, I hate when people take pride in never having their phone when they're like, oh my gosh, I just, I left my phone at home and I didn't even notice. I'm just like never on it. Okay, great. I'm on my phone 98% of the day. If you guys saw my screen time, oh my gosh, straight to jail, straight to jail. I'm on my phone all day, every day, literally all day, every day. And I'm so sick of people shaming me for that. First of all, it's like kind of my job. Like I have to be on my phone for most of the day, anyways. Two, I like to be on my phone. Okay. I don't need to justify it by saying it's my, it's my job. I just, I genuinely like turning off every thought I've had and watching TikTok for nine and a half hours. That's what brings me joy. Don't yuck my yum. Okay. All right, the last thing I hated this week. Oh man. Oh man, did I hate this? Jeff Bezos went to space. Because that's what, that's what the world needs. It's not like we have, you know, war or famine or homelessness or a pandemic or medical debt or student loans. It's not like there's anything else that he could put his money towards besides an eight minute trip to space. That was really his only option. Listen, if I ever become as rich as Jeff Bezos, which I won't, but if I ever become any type, any brand of rich, any, any one of them, I want you guys to make sure I don't become an absolute asshole. Okay, because if I ever turn into what Jeff Bezos is, I want you to throw me in front of a train. I want somebody in my inner circle to pull me aside and say, listen, you could literally feed probably 18 million people for the rest of their lives lavishly. Or you could pay off, I don't know, every penny of medical debt or send everybody to college like you can do those things. And you need to do them with your money. I feel like you have to be a master at dissociating to be able to say, you know what I want to do? I want to spend $20 million to spend eight minutes in space. Or it's like 12 minutes. I don't know. I don't know how many minutes it was. Whatever, however long he spent up there, I signed the petition to not let him come home. I signed it. I said, leave Jeff Bezos in space. That's what I wanted. Live on Mars. You cannot convince me that that man is not Lex Luthor. He is a villain. He's he he completed world domination between him and Mark Zuckerberg. You will not convince me that there is not a lizard person living among them, not to perpetuate any conspiracy theories, but I do genuinely think that they are evil villains. I don't know anything about anything, though, so don't listen to me. But just please make sure if I ever become rich that I don't do stupid things. Let me tell you the most boss babe move I have ever heard. Mackenzie, I don't know her last name now, Bezos, Jeff Bezos, ex-wife donated $50 million to HBCUs and other colleges. That's what she did. You know what Jeff Bezos did? He went to space in a giant penis. Did you guys see the spaceship? That is not an accident. Either somebody was trolling him or he genuinely said, make my spaceship look phallic. There's no other option. I've never seen a spaceship look like that. Whatever. Space is fake. NASA is not real. Jeff Bezos is a lizard person. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. What is interfering with your happiness? Is there something that's preventing you from achieving your goals? Do you sometimes take three baths before noon and feel a lot of existential dread? Because I do, and BetterHelp is here for you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can connect in a safe and private online environment, and it's so convenient because you do not even have to leave your house or sit in a waiting room. I have loved BetterHelp since before they were even a sponsor of the podcast. In the middle of lockdown and quarantine, they were literally a lifesaver. You can start communicating in under 48 hours, and it is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. You can send a message to your counselor anytime, and you will get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need to. Ready for the best part? It is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp is available for clients worldwide. Find the particular expertise you need online and you don't have to limit yourself to counselors located near you. Anything you share is confidential. It is convenient, professional, and affordable. You guys know what I'm going to say, okay? Part of being safe, being kind, and being hot, is taking care of your noodle. So I want you to start living your happiest life. As a listener of The Bad Broadcast, you will get 10% off of your first month when you go to betterhelp.com bad. That's hel slash bad. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's hel slash bad. and the TheBirdsWafia on Instagram as well. Can't wait to see you next week. All right, now that that is out of the way, let's get into our topic for today. This one is a doozy. It is workplace nightmares. So horrible bosses, terrible co-workers, clients, customers, anything that you can think of, we are going to talk about today. But before we start, I want to clarify something because this happens, this happens kind of a lot. So I feel like I just need to make an announcement about it. So the way I used to do story submissions, I used to do them either through DMs or email. Then the podcast grew, which I'm so happy about. And it was no longer possible to do it through email or DMs. So I started doing it through Google Forms. So I will usually link in my stories or in my Instagram bio where you can go submit them. They are 1000% anonymous. I cannot see any emails or names or anything. I can't see anything except your answer. So you don't have to worry about that. They will always be anonymous unless you specify. I don't know why somebody would like, hey, I want you to read my full name and date of birth on the podcast, but they are completely anonymous. Along with that, I usually get a lot of submissions about things several hundred. I can't go through all of them usually. Sometimes I go through half and I save the other half for another part or something like that. So if you submit a story to me through the Google form and you don't want me to use it, or you just want to make sure I don't put it on the podcast, like this happens with in-laws a lot. And same with this happened with the work thing. Like people submit stories and then they're like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't have said that. I don't want that out there. I don't want it on the podcast. If I get a message like that, I will... Always respect what you guys want. I would, I would never read a message that's like, hey, can you not include my story? And maybe like, <laughs> I'm gonna use it anyway. I would never do that. But you have to email me that request when you don't want me to use your story because it might get lost in the other answers on the Google form. They're not, it doesn't line them up for me chronologically. So you could submit your story and then maybe right after you say, Oh my gosh, don't use my story. But that answer could be like hundreds. of of answers away. And then I don't see it. And then it's a big mess. So if you submit a story, first of all, maybe just don't submit stories that you don't want shared. That That would save us both. That would save us both some trouble. But if you do submit a story and you want me to not use it, make sure you email me first. Okay. Because I won't be able to see it. This has happened a couple times and I just felt like I should clarify. All right. Before we start, I was going to talk about some of the most horrible work experiences that I've had, but you guys have probably heard literally all of them. But I don't think I've ever told you guys that I tried to get a job at Krispy Kreme and I failed the math portion. They had me do like elementary math to make sure I could give people change. And guess what? Didn't pass. Didn't get the job. So how about that? <laughs> How about that? I really only wanted it because they told me you could take home as many donuts as you want at the end of the night. And that was really the deciding factor for me. But my math skills were not up to par. So just if that gives you any sort of comfort, your Krispy Kreme artists are really good at math. They're better than me at math, which, okay, it's not that hard to do. Now for your horrible stories. These are my favorite. You guys should just know that I love reading your stories. I'm the one who reads them. I don't have an assistant or anything who like reads them for me and then sends them my way. Like I sit down and it is just a true joy in my life to read about your guys's funny, weird, horrible experiences. (laughs) So let's get into it. The first one, she says, this is so bad. It didn't happen to me, but I did witness it and we all died a little. So one day at work, we were all playing that game where you put a little bit of whipped cream on the back of your hand and then you hit it into the air and catch it in your mouth. We were all freshmen slash sophomores in college at the time. Our bosses decided to join in and it was hilarious. Our boss's boss was a very outgoing, young at heart guy who was in his 60s. Honestly, he was a really good guy and he didn't take things too seriously. One of my coworkers, a female who had just started not too long before, not super relevant, but setting the scene, threw her whipped cream up and it landed on her arm. My boss's boss, who was a male, then went and licked it off of her arm. We all just sat there and were like, Did that really just happen? It was silent. And I honestly think that my boss's boss didn't realize that it was even a problem. We still laugh, but mostly cringe about it to this day, almost 10 years later. Why? 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 Why was it this man's first thought when that whipped cream landed on her arm? Why was it his first thought to be like, I'm going to put my mouth on that? I'm going to lick that up. Why was that even his natural reflex? I can truthfully say that I have never, ever had the thought of, I should lick that person. That would cross several boundaries for me, to say the least. This reminds me, I set a goal a few weeks ago, and I feel like we could all adopt this, especially in situations like this. I am done giving people like social slack when they do extremely weird or inappropriate things in public. I feel like collectively, we all want to like take the heat off of the person who did the weird thing. Like we want to just giggle or laugh it off or just not make them feel too bad. But I feel like people need to be taught. People need to be taught that that is not normal. So next time you see a 60-year-old man licking whipped cream off of one of his employee's arms, maybe we could just say like, "Sir, sir, explain. Sir, explain what possibly went through your brain when you did that. I need an explanation." I just think that people get away with too much. They just, they get away with too much. They need to be bullied a little bit more, okay? All right, next up. She says, I accidentally put my sex therapy appointment on my work calendar instead of my personal. My coworker, a 35-year-old married man, let me know and asked if I meant to put that somewhere else four hours after it had been posted. I don't think he ever saw me the same after that day. You know what? I'm gonna congratulate you on setting up that sex therapy appointment. That is important work. I'm proud of you for doing that. Not great that you let everybody know, but you are taking steps to a healthier sex life. And for that, you deserve a congratulations. All right, next. She says, a few years ago, I was working at a tech company and I was in a meeting that was predominantly men. Someone had come in from the Europe office and was giving us a presentation. We had a Zoom video link open so that the other people in our international offices could attend. There were about 30 of us in this room. There were two people from our Australia office who were calling in, and because of the time difference, it was early in the morning for them and afternoon for us. The presentation is going along when all of a sudden I hear a guy next to me say, oh no, oh no, she doesn't know her camera's on. And I look up at the Zoom call, which is projected on a giant screen in our room. And sure enough, one of the girls is taking off her shirt and is just in her bra. The next second, she unclasps the front and we all see her boobs. She definitely didn't know the camera was on. The camera just showed her from her chin to her. (laughs) She put under breast. I don't know why. The presenter looked up, panicked and tried to close the laptop, but it didn't end the meeting. I think we yelled enough and the girl realized she was showing off her rack and logged off the meeting. What's wild to me is that the meeting just continued on after that insane incident. That seriously is the craziest thing that's ever happened to me at work was seeing someone take their clothes off on camera during a Zoom call. She did have a fantastic rack though. All right. So my initial thoughts are, one, good for her. Two, free the nipple. Let's all do every work meeting topless. And three, I feel like it would have been weirder for the boss to end the meeting. I feel like it would have been weirder for somebody to stand up and be like, hey, remember how we just saw that girl's titties? Let's let's call it here. Let's end it here. That's really bad. Zoom. Zoom is one of those things that I never thought I would have like a, an adverse reaction to until obviously the pandemic. And then it just ruled our life. Everything was on Zoom. That was how I talked to my family, how I did my job. Anything was on Zoom. So I'm just, I'm I'm terrified of it. My body, my body goes into distress mode when I think about it. Hi, I'm one of the creators of Showmance, a new romantic comedy podcast with a full cast of characters and sound effects to make you feel like you're there. Here's a taste of the show. Welcome back to Pop Cuisine. I'm your host, American singer, animal activist, and cosmonaut, Lance Bass. Let's check in with our chefs. Cut! Reset for judging. Casey was living the dream. She had the perfect job. How's everything over at Pop Cuisine? Oh, you know, season six. It's just a well-oiled machine at this point. And a sexy, charming boyfriend. Well, you look stunning. (laughs) Stop it a little birdie told me it's your birthday this week. What about a fancy dinner to celebrate? Absolutely Until it all imploded He's not coming so he sent you to what stand me up actually he sent me to break up with you So what happened I just got dumped on my birthday by his assistant Want to know what happens next? Just search Showmance on your podcast app of choice to listen to the show. All right, next. She says, I was due with my first baby at the same time as one of my coworkers. An older female coworker came up to me one morning and said, we, meaning her and the rest of the office, were talking about it and your belly doesn't look as big as hers, but you're definitely bigger up top. Motions to my boobs. I was stunned. I was about 7 inches taller than the other mom to be, so of course our pregnant bodies would look different from each other. But I couldn't believe that my coworkers had been discussing my body and then just outright told me about it. I was so uncomfortable. All right, I need to I need everybody to just listen up really really close, okay? I don't know how many times it has to be said I don't know where we need to put this. I don't know if we need like a billboard with it or if we need to put it in the Bible or what needs to happen for people to actually listen to this. Never ever ever comment on anyone's body ever again. That's just that's the rule of life. Never do it, especially somebody who's pregnant. Like there is never a good reason for you to comment on the way somebody's body looks when they are growing human life. You should also never assume anybody's pregnant, which is an obvious one, but for some reason there are a few people that are having a hard time grasping this. There's just there's no reason for anybody to comment on the way anybody's body looks. I I always get comments on how tall I am, and I get it. It feels like an objective thing, like people can just be like, "Oh, you're really tall." Like when Matt and I walked we walked into a store one time and somebody was like, "How'd you find a girl that tall?" Like I get it. They they think it sounds like a compliment there's just no need. There's no reason for anybody to ever comment on the way somebody's body looks. I just, it baffles me that people are still in the mindset that it would be okay to talk about somebody's body. The only thing you should ever be saying to somebody is like, you look really happy or you are glowing or I love being around you. There's just, there's so many other better things to say. Just shut up about people's bodies. That one got me fired up. All right, next up. She says, Okay. This is kind of a long story, but I'll try to make it short. When I graduated from high school, I worked at a doctor's office. Let's call the doctor Dr. Snow. I don't know why. I love hearing the names that you guys come up with. There's one story down here that you guys will, that you'll probably have the same thought I did. And it's like, why did you think of that name of all names? But I just love seeing your creative side come out. Okay. So let's call him Dr. Snow. Dr. Snow was kind of full of himself and borderline narcissistic, but I didn't understand to what extent until this thing happened. While on vacation, Dr. Snow and his brother saved a little girl from drowning in the ocean. Pretty amazing, right? Well, the day he came back from vacation, no one said anything to to him about how he saved the little girl. This apparently really offended him. The next day, he gave our entire team a full-on lecture about how we should have congratulated him for his heroic act and asked him about what he did. Dr. Snow said his brother's co-workers cried and doted over him, saying how amazing he was. And Dr. Snow was so disappointed in us that we didn't do the same. He even went as far to turn to one of my other coworkers whose grandma had just died and said, I know you have a lot going on with your grandma passing away, but we're a family too. And it would have been nice if you had asked me about what happened. Needless to say, she quit the same day. I didn't quit long after her. I feel like people with this personality type gravitate towards becoming doctors because they want to be told how awesome they are all the time. Not saying that all doctors do that, obviously, but just this guy in particular, obviously really likes to be told how awesome he is. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Let's cancel male bosses. Let's just, let's cancel them. Every man should have a female boss. That's what the world needs. Jeff Bezos needs a female boss. Next up. It was my first day at work and I didn't understand the bathroom doors or locks. My boss walked in on me while I was on the... There's no reason she wrote turlet, T-E-R-L-E-T. My boss walked in on me when I was on the turlet because I didn't lock the door. Later that day, I had to pee again and another person walked in on me because I still had not figured the door out. You cannot tell me that there is something out there that strips your dignity away quicker than somebody seeing you on the turlet. Okay, it's just not possible. Your most vulnerable position being walked in on when you're on the toilet is truthfully the most demoralizing thing that could possibly happen. While we're at it, I'm gonna talk about another thing that bothers me because you know that's that's what we do here because I am at my core a hater. I hate when you're using a bathroom that's like a one-person bathroom and you lock the door and somebody like jiggles the door handle and then they like keep doing it as though it's jammed, it's obviously locked. Like if you hit the handle and it doesn't open and it's a bathroom, just assume somebody's in there. This obviously didn't happen because the locks were tough. I understand you were having a hard time with the locks. so it's totally understandable. I am so sorry. Being caught with your pants down in any sense of the word is just not a great place to be. <laughs> All right, next. She says, I was working for a startup airline in Santa Monica. There was only a few of us. My husband worked there too, and we all became really tight knit. We were also so broke. We all took super low salaries so we could keep the money in the company. We were all scraping to get by. The CEO became one of our best friends. Well, while working there, I got pregnant with my first baby. My husband and I were so excited. On the day we found out we were pregnant, I also had a performance review with the CEO. Since we were so close, I decided to tell him the good news. I showed him the ultrasound picture, and he immediately got super teary-eyed. I automatically thought, oh my gosh, look how happy he is for us. Well, that was not the case. Once he got his emotions under control, he said, I am so sorry, but we have to let you go. We didn't raise enough money in our last round of investments, and we have to let all of the marketing department go, which consisted of two employees. My boss then proceeded to cry and apologize over and over again. He felt so terrible because he knew how little money we were making. All in all, it worked out and we were still great friends eight years later, but I tease him about firing me on the day I found out I was pregnant. That could not be written any better or any worse, I guess. Going in to tell your great friend that you're pregnant and then having him fire you. I honestly, I feel bad for the guy. I really do. I mean, he sounds like he's he's one of your friends and he doesn't sound like he was doing it to be malicious. So I feel like it's okay to feel bad for both of you guys in this situation. I mean, definitely you got the short end of the stick, but that sucks. All right. Oh, that's so bad. (laughs) It's so bad. I feel so bad for everybody involved. That is just, that is the worst possible outcome when you are so excited to announce your pregnancy and you get fired from your job. That's horrible. It's so bad. Okay. Okay. Next one. A lot of pregnant ones. This next one's about being pregnant. Okay. She says, I worked at Joanne Fabrics and had a male store manager. When I started working there, I was pregnant and not showing yet. By the end of the summer, a few months later, you could tell I was pregnant. A customer once said, wow, you are tiny for being six months pregnant. I wouldn't have guessed that. Then my male boss said, if you would have seen her a few months ago, you would know she's getting real big. I mean, do I need to repeat it once more? Do I need to yell it a little louder so somebody down the hall can hear this? Stop talking about people's bodies. And if you ever, and I mean ever, make a comment about somebody's pregnant body, to quote Gracie Hart from Miss Congeniality, I will hunt you down. All right, next. She says, I am a woman and I worked as a certified nursing assistant. I was 19 at the time and I had no idea how to stand up for myself. A 70-year-old male who was a resident at this nursing home regularly slapped me on the butt and called me Lucy as a pet name. By the way, my name is not Lucy, but he would call me this because he said I was his very own Lucille Ball. One afternoon while helping him shower, I was washing his private area per his request, even though he 100% could have done it on his own. And he commented, You will make such a great wife someday. These are the people that were not bullied enough. Okay. These are the people that were not told nearly enough that they just need to shut up forever. Also, grundle washing abilities, not part of being a wife. Not part of being a wife. As as a, a wife, I can confirm that. Obviously, this dude was just being a perv. But I'm just saying for all the unmarried ladies out there who are worried that that is part of it, it's not. Uh, she continues. I literally wanted to vomit. At that same time, I was making small talk with the son of one of my pa- oh sorry not at the same time at the same job. I was making small talk with the son of one of my patients. This guy was probably 60. I told him I wanted to be a dentist, and he argued with me for 10 minutes that women are legally not allowed to be dentists because they are not strong enough to drill into teeth. He thought it was illegal for a woman to be a dentist, like literally against the law. Nothing I said could convince him otherwise. I quit that job after one month and now I'm in medical school, so screw them. Also, if you work as a CNA, you are a superhero. I fully agree. I sign off on the CNA. Any nursing job, really, any medical job, you're just, I mean, you are actually legitimately saving the world. So I'm proud of you. I would rather put both of my feet into a blender and turn it on than be a CNA. Also, the guy thinking that women are not allowed to be dentists, I feel like sometimes you can blame things on like old school thinking. Like with old men, you can be like, okay, it's cool. They were raised in the 1890s. Like they don't understand the laws have changed. But like this has never been a thing. I'm I'm almost positive. You know, low key, I kind of wish it was illegal for women to work. Why'd we push so hard for that? We had it made. We had it made. Okay. That's anti-feminist of me. I understand, but I'm just saying I value being lazy and I wish it was more socially acceptable. I'm all for women in the workplace. I just, I, I would also like to to not do anything and have somebody pay me for that. All right. uh, Next up, she says, my first job was working at a small family run cafe. The owners would keep all of our credit card tips because they said they were saving them to take all of the employees on a whitewater rafting trip at the end of the busy season. I'm sure this will surprise absolutely no one, but the rafting trip never happened. I was 15 and didn't know any better, but now, 15 years later, it makes me rage thinking about how much money they stole from a bunch of teenagers making $4 an hour, and I'm truly shocked that none of our parents stepped in and called them out. WTF, mom and dad. I (laughs) love... I love that it's your parents' fault. Like, I love that at the end of that, we're just mad at your mom and dad. Also, $4 an hour is generous. I've worked in restaurants. It's like $1.37. I would have killed to be making $4 an hour. Also, whitewater rafting is the worst work retreat I have ever heard. Honestly, if my employer said, hey, your your, uh, present at the end of the busy season is that we're going to take you whitewater rafting, I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to stay at work. You know what, I'll I'll stay here because being on the clock and working sounds way better than a white water rafting trip. That is really hard to say. Okay, next. She says, <laughs> I was working with this new coworker and he said he was cold and he asked if it was okay if he went to his car to get a jacket. Once he got back, he flat out said, Sorry, I just don't have a ton of fat to keep me warm like you do. Bully him. Bully this dude. Okay. <laughs> This one is really bad and honestly sounds like something I would do. Okay. In college, I worked at a credit union as a teller. A girl about my age came in to deposit her paycheck. I noticed from my screen that she was maxed out on overdue on her line of credit. So I asked if she wanted to make a payment. She dead ass looked at me and said, What do you mean, make a payment? Doesn't it just reset every month? I thought it was like an allowance. I then had to explain to her how credit cards work. She was not very happy when she (laughs) left. Those credit cards will get you. Those will get you. I mean, I kind of feel like credit cards are an MLM, if we're being totally honest with ourselves. But I mean, what do you do? What do you do? Sometimes, sometimes you need them. Yeah, I feel like I probably would have thought that's what credit cards were when I was younger. I did learn what they were before I actually got a credit card. But just sit in the fantasy for a minute. Just sit in the fantasy of your credit card just dropping to zero at the beginning of every month, and you could just max that sucker out. Then the first rolls around back to zero do it all again. That sounds unreal. That's a world I would like to live in. Uh, Poor girl, the reality of being an adult. Like there's just so many things to do as adults. There's so many tasks to be completed. Like living is just, is just completing one mundane task after the other. Like you got to wake up, you got to brush your teeth, you got to put clothes on, you got to put gas in your car, you got to go to the store. Like there's just too much. I just want to be one thing. I just want to have to do one thing every day. Like, I just want to be a shovel. I just want to be a shovel that just has one thing to do all the time. All a shovel does is dig. That's what I want. Okay, next up. She says, I worked as an orthodontic assistant for a few months, but I was let go because there was not enough for me to do. This was in the thick of COVID. On the day I was let go, I was given a super generous $150 gift card to TJ Maxx as a reward for something I participated in, which was reading an assigned book while I was working there. I was bummed about being let go, and I went to TJ Maxx that day for a little therapeutic shopping. I only spent about $20 of the gift card, and I planned on saving the rest to buy some much-needed winter clothes. Ten days later, a text thread ensued between my ex-boss and myself. He said, have you spent the money on the TJ Maxx gift card? There was an error on the card, and one card got 150 and the other card got zero. I need you to return the card so I can get this corrected. Please let me know when I can get it. I can stop by your home if needed or meet somewhere so it's more convenient. Thanks. Apparently, he had been trying to buy two $75 gift cards, but all the money was put on one card by mistake. I said, I already did spend it. I'm sorry. I had no idea there wasn't supposed to be that much on there. I hadn't spent the whole thing yet, but who asks for the gift card back? I thought he'd be like, okay, thanks, bye. But nope. He said, it's awkward to ask, but is it possible to return at least $50 worth of the items and have it put back on a gift card? One of the other team members got zero on their card because of this mess up with the TJ Maxx people. That way you would still have around $100 and the other would get something. All those who read the book got $75 each. If you could do that, that would really be appreciated. I don't know how this was supposed to make things fair. Also, get this. The other employee was his daughter. This man owns a successful ortho practice and had just bought a brand new Tesla a month before. He was not short on cash. I said, yeah, you've definitely put me in an uncomfortable position. The responsibility of correcting your mistake shouldn't fall on me. I'm not going to take the time out of my schedule to return what I bought. Hope you got things sorted out. And then he said, wow, didn't expect that from you. It wasn't my mistake, but a TJ Maxx's error, but I'll take responsibility for it. Best of luck to you. It's good to know your true character. Karma is kind to us all. Classic case of gaslighting. I'm sorry I spent the gift card you gave me. And you're right. Karma has been very kind to me. Thanks for the new clothes." Weird. First of all, very weird. Why do bosses always act like they make the same amount of money as their employees? I hate when bosses do this when they're like, Yeah, we're just, we're all in this grind together. It's like, No, you make a hundred million dollars more than I do. Okay. This reminds me of a story (laughs) once. Oh, gosh. All right. I was working somewhere, I was working at a place, and we were all contributing to a Christmas gift for somebody. We were all putting in money. We then had a Christmas party. And we all found out that the money we contributed was sending our boss to Disneyland. That was what we were contributing our money to. I think we were all under the impression that we were like giving money to like a charity or like somebody else's gift or like something like that. Nope. At the Christmas party, they stood up and they said, we're taking all the money from the employees to send your super rich boss to Disneyland. Pardon me. Pardon me. So, They told me that I donated $50 that I needed, that I could have used for like, I don't know, living expenses. I donated that to send a super rich person to Disneyland. That was what my giving Christmas spirit went towards. We were all so stunned. Also, I just want to say, going back to the story, I am so proud of you guys, like for when you stick up for yourselves. I get some DMs every now and again, and it just, oh my gosh, it just is the biggest dopamine rush when you guys send me screenshots of like, look, I stuck up for myself. I told my boss I wasn't coming in or I stuck up to this boy or I told my friend how I was feeling. Like being able to do that, how this girl did, being like, no, I'm not returning what you gave me. Like I'm not doing that is setting boundaries and following through and protecting yourself. So I just want to say very proud of you. I am still learning to do this. I preach it all day, every day, but it is hard in practice. So when you guys do it, I'm just like, yes, feel so jazzed about it. All right, next. She says, okay, I am a summer sales girl, so I knock doors for a living and some wild things happen out there. Sorry, this is a long one. One day I knocked on this door and after a minute, a man probably around 25 answers the door dripping wet with just a towel around his waist. He is visibly just out of the shower in a hurry and his chihuahuas are loudly trying to get out of the front door. I quickly offer to just come back later, but since I'm a solicitor, he just waves his hand and asks what I'm doing here. I start answering that I'm just selling pest control when I'm interrupted by his dogs almost escaping. He is battling them back with his feet. He has one hand on his towel and the other hand on the screen door, and he is so flustered. He throws the screen door open to me and says, here, just come in, and turns away to grab his dogs. Out of utter instinct and social cues, I grab the screen door, even though the red flags are going up like wild in my head. He is scurrying around his house, rounding up his dogs, all while still in just a towel. I'm very uncomfortable, and I keep offering to just leave, and come back later, but he keeps making small talk and laughing about how dumb his dogs are. Obviously, he has chihuahuas. At this point, I'm inside his doorway, holding the inside of the screen door because his dogs were trying to get out. Anyways, he finally puts the dogs away, takes a deep breath, and asks me again what I'm selling. At that moment, he drops his towel, and I see all of his junk. I yell, whoa, and I turn away to leave as he is gathering the towel, saying it was an accident. Exasperated, I yell, sir, do you want your bugs serviced or not? And he responds with, oh, I can give you service. I'm angrily getting out of there at this point, but he rapidly is saying, sorry, sweetie, come here. Let me make it better. And out of the corner of my eye, I see him quickly going in for a hug. At this point, I'm yelling and I'm like, sir, no. And I let go of the screen door to put my hand up like a stop sign in his face. But he was already grabbing super low on my waist slash butt for a side hug. I shove him away and get out of the door, running down his steps as I'm frantically getting on my Segway and riding away. He's calling out things like, Let me drive you home. I can make up for that. Anyway, he was way out of line. And I don't know what made him think that dropping his towel was okay or would impress a woman at all. I'll tell you why. Because that dude was probably going to skin you and wear you. That's what he was going to do. You raise a good point, though. I mean, why did he think that, like, that was the move that was going to win you over? Because I'm going to keep it 100% honest here. I have never met a heterosexual woman who has seen that visual and thought, yes. That's the one. That's the one. I'm I'm into that. I am into that. I, I like what I'm seeing. Most straight women that I know are like, yeah, it's not great. It's not great. I don't want to look at it. I'm not framing a picture of it anytime soon. So dropping a towel in front of somebody, it's not the winning move. All right. Looks like we're just going to continue the dong talk with this one. She says, this is a super gross story. So please be advised. When I was in college, I worked at Plato's Closet. If you don't know, it's a place where you can sell your clothes. So sometimes we would get homeless people that come in and drop off clothes, and they were usually never clothes the store could take, but we always looked through them. One day, this homeless man came in with a trash bag full of clothes, and I was the person who was assigned to look through them. I opened the trash bag and stick my hand in to pull the first piece of clothing out. I immediately stick my hand into something wet, slimy, and a little sticky. I pull my hand out, and there's a sort of white substance on my hand, and I think to myself, huh, is that toothpaste? At the time, my virgin mind was not going where it needed to go, but my co-workers all lock eyes and mouth. It's jizz. That's right. I had just stuck my hand in this man's cum. <laughs> Mom and dad, if you're listening, I'm so sorry. I dry heaved, and my manager rushed me off the floor and told me to go to the bathroom. I could not believe what had just happened, and I am so grossed out to this day. For my troubles, My manager gave me a $5 gift card to the store. That definitely made up for it. Thanks, guys. Okay, let's work through this. Let's work through this because maybe it wasn't what you thought. Maybe it was um, toaster strudel icing. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe he just, he had a lot of clothes that he needed to get rid of. And he thought, oh, I should get rid of this one because I dropped my toaster strudel on it this morning. Right, guys? Right? That's that's probably what happened. That's what I'm going to tell myself. That is what I'm going to tell myself from here on out. To make sure that I sleep at night. All right, moving along because I need to get that one out of my brain. She says, I work at a restaurant slash ice cream place, and one time a squirrel fell from the ceiling onto one of the co-workers who was scooping ice cream, and then when he screamed, several more squirrels just fell from the broken ceiling tile into the dining room and scattered out the door. Anywhere else, this place probably would have gotten shut down eternally, but this is in Tampa, Florida, so none of the customers even cared, and they all proceeded to eat. Then the manager had one of the employees hold up the ceiling tile and greet customers for the rest of the day. What's going on in Florida, guys? What's going on there? Everybody is a criminal and everyone is sweating. And there's like six million crocodiles there. It doesn't feel right. I feel like we should secede Florida on our own. I mean, they're fine. They're at the edge anyways. We could just... Cut them off and not tell anybody. I mean, they're too busy murdering each other anyways. It's not like it would be much of a problem. All right, next up, she says, Hello. Not only is this my worst work story, but it's also a story I have never told my mom because she's a Karen. And I was convinced she would have made me tell my boss slash the cops. So I worked for a company who sold essential oils, who I will not name, helping with events they held for their clients and partners, doing activities, selling t-shirts, food, etc. A couple of days after I started this job, me and my friends met this kid we'll call England. See, I love the creativity. He was somehow related to one of our bosses and got the job to keep him out of trouble. We became friends with him, but mainly because his brother, oh, we became friends with him, but mainly his brother because my best friend had a crush on his brother and England tagged along. We all soon realized that England was really strange, but we had fun with him. One day after work, we were sitting in my car about to head home and saw him walking across the parking lot by us to go clock out. We called over to him to come talk to us and he walked over to where we were. We were having fun and laughing, and then England asked me if he could tell me something. I was like, yeah, sure. So he leans forward and whispers in my ear, I have oils up my butt. Oils up his butt? I was so confused, I had no idea what he was saying. But knowing England, I took it with a grain of salt and said, okay, cool. He asked if he could get in the car, and I let him get in without a second thought. He sat down and asked if I could drive him around the farm. We were jamming to music already, so I was just like, sure, why not? We were all laughing and singing and then all of a sudden everyone stops talking and is just in a state of shock. I turn around to see England had pooped out three vials of essential oils like the glass bottle ones. He tells us he looked up the most expensive oils, stole them from the tent he was working in, went to the porta potty and shoved them in his beehole. hole He yells at me to keep driving and because I don't know what the hell to do, I drive. We all start yelling at him to put them back where where they came from or put them back in his pocket or something, and he proceeds to try and shove them back inside his butt. He's screaming his head off and stomping on one of my friend's straw hats, crushing it. Weird detail. He keeps trying and at one point accidentally cracks one of the caps with his butthole, spilling all the oil all over my seat. At this point, we had driven around panicking, and finally one of my friends tells me to pull over and she just opens the door and kicks him out, pants half on. Oils in one hand, he sprints to the porta potty I peeled out of that parking lot so fast. That seat remained the England seat as he tainted it with his butt oils. And it was always the seat none of my friends would sit in for the rest of my high school career. (laughs) That doesn't seem like the most logical way to steal something. I feel like I could think, like it feels easier to swallow one. Feels easier to to just do it that way and hope it passes. Also, why are you robbing the essential oils place? I feel like you probably get a discount. It's just unnecessary to do that. All right, next up. She says, my boss's husband thinks he's a big dog. LOL. He made a comment in our office that is made up entirely of women that he should put birth control in the drinking fountains at the office so that no one can get pregnant or have to leave or request time off for appointments, etc. He is the worst. I'd report him to HR, but he is HR. So I'm looking for a new job to get away from his grossness. Okay, first of all, how does this man think that birth control works? Does he think it's like NyQuil? Like, oh, you know what? I think I don't want to get pregnant today. Let me just take a dose of this. Like that shows how little education people have about birth control. I'm ready for male birth control. Anybody else? Thank you. All right. I want to discuss this one answer that I got from you guys. It's very ominous. I don't really know what it's all about. But the only thing the answer says is all I'm going to say is workplace gossip leads to workplace bullying. I think that's a threat. I'm almost positive it's a threat towards me for gossiping about your workplaces, which I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do about that. All right. She says, I work in the medical field and I had a patient come out to me and place a dollar store plastic bag in my hand. I said, what is this? It's warm. It was poop. He had given me a stool sample and he literally just took a shit in a plastic bag and handed it to me outside of the office. It was warm. I mean, the warm thing makes sense because I feel like, I mean, why would you like chill it before giving it to somebody? Nevertheless, the fact that all bodily fluids are warm does not sit right with me. This last one is so juicy. She says, I worked for a beloved Instagram mommy blogger and I found out she fired me via Instagram story. Yep, you read that, right? I texted her one day to ask what time she wanted me to come into her house the following week and she never replied. Didn't think much of it until I looked at her Instagram story and she posted, in search of a new assistant. I want to know who it is. So bad. Please tell me. I won't tell anybody. I promise it will be a secret. I won't tell her. I won't tell anybody who listens. I promise you it will stay between you and me. I just need the knowledge. I think I didn't realize how nosy of a person I was until I started this job and started the podcast because I just need to know the details. I just, I need to know. All right. That is all we have time for today. I'm so glad that you guys are here, that you listened. I'm also at the same time, sorry that you had to either hear these stories or experience them. And I am so proud of you. So I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Remember to subscribe, rate, review, merch is on sale and be safe, be kind, be hot. Okay. I love you so much. Bye.